All right, so welcome everybody to Rapture Prep. This is your host, Paul Cross, and I got Eric with me. How's it going, Eric? Pretty good. All right, so what I had to promise everybody, because of these videos that have like 50, 60,000 views, um, all these Christians were coming on there and they were talking about how it's bad to prep and it's like a, you know, lack of faith to prep. And so, you know, I wanted to address that because there's several other characters in the Bible that were preppers and God told them specifically to prep to avoid famine and things that were coming because God is in. I have a good point on that real quick that I just thought of. Okay. I don't, I, I, I can't see how it's a lack of faith if you're basing your prepping off of scripture. So if you read the scripture and you interpret that God is saying, hey, these things are coming and watch out for them. And he's telling you to watch out for them. If you decide to take his word seriously, I don't see how that can be interpreted as a lack of faith. Well, and that's that's true. It's not. It's actually disobedience if you don't take his word and his warning and prep. So, you know, because you're being a bad steward. And uh, if you've listened to Breaking the Devil's Contract podcast, the other podcast for my um, Paul Cross TikTok that I have, um, we did a whole stewardship um, series. And so uh, being a good steward is very important. Uh, The parable of the talents, um, you know, when God gives you something, then you bury it. And, and he, he refers to that person as a wicked and lazy servant. Um, you know, he said, why didn't you at least put it in the bank and make some interest? You know what I'm saying? Like, I gave you something and you squander it because you knew I was coming back. And so it's, um, there's a lot there to unpack. But this scripture was given to me a lot in Matthew 6. And uh, we'll start in verse um, 31. Okay, it says, um, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, that's New King James um, version. Now, looking at in full context, we really need to jump back up to verse 25. It says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more of more values than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Okay, so he talks about the birds in 25 through 27. He talks about the lilies in 28 through 30. And then he sums it up with therefore in verse 31 through 34. Okay. Um, And he's talking about the Gentiles are seeking those things. But he was like, seek first the kingdom of God is is where he adds that uh ends that off at okay so um looking right now first off at the birds of the air 
okay? Now, people have used this verse, and you've heard this verse preached on prepping as well. So what, what was your objection that you heard? Well, I've just heard people say, well, if God provides for the birds, you know, he's going to provide for you. And I do think, you know, that is what the verse is saying. I mean, it says, you know, look at them and, you know, if God takes care of them, he'll take care of you. You know, don't worry about these things, Put God's kingdom first. I get where people are coming from with that, but, you know, putting God's kingdom first doesn't necessarily mean that you're it doesn't mean you're not putting it first if you're prepping them i mean you know what i mean it doesn't mean that you're not having faith if you're prepping and you're, you know what i mean i, I don't i mean it's kind of like i mean like obviously everyone thinks about those things anyway we all think about what to wear and what's to do this and that and the other i think in in the context it's saying hey don't make this the central focus of your life Okay, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. So now, just focusing on the birds, right? It says, um, you know, don't. Okay, so the passage first off starts off with "Don't worry." So that is the key thing that you're going to see with the birds, with the lilies, and even the Gentiles, because they're 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 worried, right? And he even says, you know, uh, don't worry about tomorrow. Okay, so and he ends that off in verse thirty-four: "Don't worry about tomorrow." So the, I think the word worry is in here like 20 times. So that's what it's, that's what he's talking about. He's not talking about don't take action. Okay. So now the birds, right? How did like God's provided for them, right? That was the main objection. Oh, well, you know, God's taking care of the birds. So he's going to take care of you too. Okay. So God took care of the birds. How does he do that? He gives like water for them to drink when, you know, there's rain or, or ponds or whatever. Right. Um, and then there's worms that are in the ground and stuff like that. The early bird gets the worm, right? Isn't that the saying? Yeah, that's the saying. Okay. So, and, and why is that? Do you, do you actually know why that, that is the case? Well, because you get, I mean, the early bird gets there before the other people did. I mean, you know, that, that of... is, yeah, that is one, one of the reasons now, but the thing is they have to be looking and they have to be searching and hunting to get what God provided them. Right. Right. They have to go gather it. There's action that's involved. Okay. So, um, Yes, God provided for them, but for us as humans, okay, we have jobs. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So we have to have a job, and then that's how God provides for us with food, right? Unless we're going to have a garden or whatever. Um, it takes action for us too, but we take food and we put it in our refrigerator, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is common sense, folks. Like, you know, but y'all are coming at this message hardcore. Like, oh, you don't got to do nothing. God's going to provide. <laughs> it's like, you know, okay. Y'all hey, are taking it too far. It's just like the people who say you can't serve God and mammon. And then they'll tell you, you don't need to focus on making money in life because you're serving money. If you're, if you're doing that. And I'm like, dude, like, and then they'll use that to justify things like socialism and communism and all this. And it's like, dude, like, learn to read things in context. Think about them with a brain. Thank I mean, you. I, you know, <laughs> Thank I, you. 
obviously, you know, we want to, we don't want to get too carnal about it. We don't want to think too logically about it. Like I tend to do on a lot of things, but right. And, and, and the spiritual implications are huge. Right. Right. All God, I, I believe, you know, and God obviously speaks for himself, but I believe all the Lord is really saying there is, Hey, look, don't fret over these things. Don't get yourself into a frenzy. Don't get into fear. Right. Have, faith, have faith that as you put forth good effort to take care of these things in your life, that I'll give you that I'll, I'll help you go the extra mile. You know what I mean? It's like somebody could say, well, you know, I don't need to worry about what I'm going to wear and what I'm going to eat. So I'm not going to work tomorrow. But then the scripture says, if, if you don't work, you don't what? There you go. So you're not going to be eating. And so, um, so looking at that verse, right, we can obviously see by reading it in context and using common sense that we're not birds. We don't store food the same way we use refrigerators. Our things have expiration dates. Our stomachs don't act the way that birds do, you know. Um, and so we have different, <laughs> different ways of uh, how we eat and work and get, gather and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you have to look at things in context, but jumping down to verse 31, right? It says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? These things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, check this out. What is the kingdom of God? Okay, so that's something people need to look at, right? The kingdom of God is something that the God's trying to bring down from heaven to earth, right? His kingdom, his way of doing things, okay? We're supposed to seek the kingdom and the kingdom order of things, right? And his righteousness, obeying him and what he's calling us to do and telling us to do what his word says to do, right? And then all these other things will be added to you. God has, is telling people to do different things. We have different callings. We have different, uh, all sorts of uh, different uh, directions from God. Okay. So when we're seeking God, we have to say, you know, okay, God, what are you telling me to do right now? Okay. Now, if you, if you're trying to seek the kingdom of God, okay, that involves the Bible and the word of God. And so, Right now, we know that prophecy tells us that there's end time events that are coming to where we're going to need to seek God and we're going to need to uh, prepare for the mark of the beast where we can't buy, sell or, or you know, even uh, maybe even have jobs at that time. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, that, that can be very scary. Now, Jesus didn't tell us that. So we can be in fear. He told us that so we can prepare. Okay. So, so now check this out. If you don't prepare and then like all the, the uh, stores are wiped out tomorrow, what's going to happen? You're going to start worrying, right? Yeah. You're going to start panicking. You're going to start acting in fear. Now, when the Bible says, don't worry, what's a practical step? that you can take now so you don't starve later so you're not worried later just you know off the cuff what do you think a practical thing to do is prepare just like <laughs> okay that was it seemed pretty simple but a lot of people have a hard time grasping this yeah. because 
they don't want to own the responsibility of what they need to do. That's that's what I'm thinking. It's the same thing as if you've like done martial arts training and you've practiced somebody pushing you, for example, a hundred times, right? Mm-hmm. Then when someone pushes you, it's like, oh, all right, I'm moving your arms this way and I'm going to knee you in your gut. You know what I mean? Right. Or whatever. You prepared for that moment. You didn't want that moment to come, but you were prepared for that moment. You know what I mean? Or, or anything else. So, so yeah, I don't know, man. It, it It's funny that, you know, if look, here's what I say. If you don't want to prep and, you know, I haven't been huge on it myself yet. I'm trying to get more into it even myself, but like, if you don't want to prep, okay, fine. Don't, you know what I mean? But don't judge other people because they're, they're taking what Jesus said literally and going, Hey, I'm gonna, I think this is the, the season we're in, you know? And right. I, think, I think there's a lot of proof that this is the season that we're in. You know what I mean? Now, could we misinterpret something or whatever, get the timeline wrong? Yeah, sure. I mean, Jesus said he's coming as a thief in the night. But, you know, even from a secular standpoint, you look at Joe Biden talking about food shortages and you look at the wars and you look at the things that are going on. And you look at fertilizer not being as prevalent or whatever. Like, if you really, you know, I mean... <laughs> it's kind of unfortunately painfully obvious that you should be making some sort of an effort to do something. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is painfully obvious. And so um, not only being a good steward by going and buying some stuff now before, so you can save money. Right. So I bought like 70 pounds of meat, right. That's going to last about three months. Okay. Like, you know, three quarters of a pound a day or whatever. Right. Um, And so, just that's just like what I would eat because I just love a lot of protein. Just having that, right? I saved like uh, over a hundred dollars buying that the way I did, and it was on clearance. So I was actually Sam's actually paid me a discount to buy in bulk because I had to turn around and freeze it like the next day or it was gonna go bad. So that I actually redeemed that food from going bad, but I got all this bad press or whatever. Um, people were saying I was hoarding, people were out of context judging me and so um they didn't know what they were talking about and i'm actually being a good steward yeah so toilet paper isn't something that is an issue like it's fixing to be food shortages you know that's what the president's talking about and so um but in the in the natural you know we have signs and so you know the bible says that we're not to worry so one way not to worry is just to prep that's it if you and, and if you have a year's worth of food, which is something I was suggesting. If you get like a 10 pound bag of pinto beans, right? I think that's 10 bucks. And then like a a 24 pack of ramen noodles, which is five bucks, that will last you a week. And that way you just don't starve. Okay. And that's more than a week, actually. 24 things of ramen. Wow. Um, And 10 pounds of beans. Like, that could last you a couple of weeks, but let's just say that's one week, right? That's $15 a week. So last you a lot longer than that. If you had to actually eat it uh, on a survival basis, I mean, you could say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to eat uh, every other day. You know what I'm saying? Because look, if food gets short, you're going to have to ration. That's just, it is what it is. So you might as well just go, well, you're going to go on the intermittent fasting program at that point. You know what I mean? And, and Yeah. And so just, just getting ramen noodles and beans or rice or whatever, 
you can get a whole year's worth of food for under 400 bucks. Okay. Now, if you just wanted to store up 30 days worth, that's probably like, I don't know. It's it starts small. That's what we're suggesting. Don't go out and hoard or panic buy or whatever. Um, with me, I have a Sam's Club membership. So what I did was normal. And there was like hundreds of pounds of meat left. And anyways, that was on clearance. But um, people don't understand that. They're like, oh, I don't even know what a budget is. And I don't even know how to, you know, to even shop or how to cook or whatever. So people have a rude awakening coming. So, um, but prepping, it's just something to be a good steward about. And so that's what, something that we wanted to discuss because people, people don't think that prepping and Christianity go together. But so here's the real question, right? What kind of prepping... Are you, what are you thinking about when you think of prepping, right? What, what about you, Eric? What do you think of when you think of a, someone who's a prepper? Well, I ask you that now I just think of somebody who's, you know, trying to make sure they have enough food, make sure they've got water on hand, make sure that they're prepared for emergencies. Emergencies. Right. Right. If, if, if you'd asked me that question prior to COVID, what do you think of when you think of a prepper? I would probably say, I think of some guy like out in the boondocks who has, you know, like 10,000 pounds of food and whatever, and, you know, a million rounds of ammo and, you know, like, is just like crazy obsessed with all this stuff. And you don't have to go to that length to prepare yourself for emergencies. You just you can do preparedness, you know, before, you, like, you don't have to become, you know, uh, prepper god 103 or whatever you know what i'm saying <laughs> right like, and so like god god brought it to my attention um just a few short months ago about actually starting to prep like seriously like at least just with food and water and stuff and because i've always had about 30 days worth of just random food laying around you know vegetables ramen noodles whatever i didn't want to eat you know and it's just soups that have just been up there forever that might be expiring whatever uh, I've always had that kind of food or stuff in the freezer. Um, you know, I'm normally able to sh to live like 30 days if I don't go shopping. But, you know, I'm at the point now where I might have about mm, six months worth of food. To me, I know that is not enough because I know the timeline of end time events and they are close and they are going to be crazy. Um, just to give you a real quick example, we're going to be talking about this on the very next podcast that we have. We're going to be talking about the rapture. This is going to be intense. You cannot miss it because we're going to going to look at Bible scripture. and We're going to, going to prove when the rapture is coming for sure. Now, I'm not going to give you the exact date, but I'm going to show you when the rapture is coming and you're, you know, your mind's going to melt. And so hopefully um, it doesn't cause you to get into fear. And that's not the point of all this. But um, we need to prepare for short-term events. Like in Texas, we had a winner that, that uh, killed 250 people and knocked out power in the grid. Um, people couldn't get to the store and get food, all sorts of stuff. So I started, I started prepping at that point. You know, So that was an event that woke me up. Right now, people aren't awake. People are seeing higher prices and they're still like, well, I can afford it. So it's not a big deal. Gas is five to six dollars a gallon, whatever. I don't use gas too much or whatever. You know, 
they're justifying all of this, but there's a lot of stories. And the president even said there's food shortages coming. So it is what it is. You have to prepare, just start off small. Um, but preppers, the, the whole prepping scenario has changed from the hippies, like you said, out in the middle of nowhere with the bunkers and all this and that to like, if you're in California preparing for uh, an earthquake or a drought or um, hurricanes, floods, like huh, what they had out in California, fire tornadoes. <laughs> fire? No. Yeah, no, they actually Shark. had fire, fire tornadoes. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, so in, in Texas, we have tornadoes, there's hurricanes, there's all sorts of stuff to prep for. So be smart have a little go bag, like a 72 hour go bag, you know, where you can uh, use that to have some food and your identification, just all sorts of backup flashlights, um, you know, stuff that you need in an emergency, you know, so you want to be prepped and prepared. And we'll talk about that more in another, uh, in another podcast, but I had to tackle this um, Matthew passage so, Eric, in this passage, right, Jesus is talking about worry, and he's talking about seeking God, right? And all these other things will be added to you. So he's talking about stop to stop worrying, especially about tomorrow, the future, like, um, <clears throat> stop worrying. But, it, but, we, but he's also given us prophecies about tomorrow. So is that conflicting? Is the Bible, you know, contradicting itself? No. He's telling you have faith in me, even if you see the world shake on its foundations, then just know that you're going to be all right because I got you. Right. And I totally believe that. Um, you've known me for a long time. Do you see me operating in worry very often? Not very often. We're all right. human. We all do it sometimes. But yeah, no. Yeah, no, you don't see me worrying. I trust God, you know, and he he guides me. And uh, he watches out for me. And so I know that he's going to take care of me. But God specifically has been telling me to do this. So I've been obedient. And just the amount of persecution that I've gotten from Christians is alarming. You know, Christians shouldn't, you know, they should be asking questions like, hey, bro, like, why? I wonder why God's been telling you that what's going on. You see what I'm saying? There should be that kind of communication versus the you're not trusting God enough. You're, you know, and I'm like, what? It's, it's insulting and degrading. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's just pretty crazy. So this Matthew passage about worry, you know, about how the birds interact, how we interact. Did you have any last thoughts on that? No, not really. I think my only last thought on that, man, is something just on a personal note, you know, a lot of us since COVID have neglected, going to church and uh mm. um more importantly than even getting food and water and all this although that stuff is important you will die without it for sure yeah but it's better to die in a uh, condition where you're walking close to the lord uh than it is to die being distant from him you know not that i'm saying your salvation is contingent on your works or how many times you show up in church or anything like that but you know what god talks to us he says that we know his voice and the stranger we won't follow so if you're diligently seeking him and you talk to the lord about this that's the other thing i would just end this with is 
if you're confused on this or even if you feel judgmental towards this subject, just take it to the Lord and pray about it. Let him talk to you about it, because after all, he reveals all truth to us. Right. He's not going to lead you astray. Right. So if God tells you, hey, don't prep. Well, then don't. That's what he told you. Right. But if (laughs) I have a feeling. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not in the Bible because God, you know, God's already given us the common sense and the survival instinct that I, hey, I got to go grocery shopping or I'm going to die. You see what I'm saying? Look at the way he's made all of his creation. You want to talk about like bears hibernate, right? They literally store away this food for Bobby bears are prepared. You know what I'm saying? So facts. Yeah. So that's nature right there. Um, and if Jesus was going to preach on that, he would preach on that. You know, the, in Proverbs, it says, be like the ant. They store up for the that's winter. Not, not to use the ant. So yeah, you went right where I was going to go. Yeah. It, it's wisdom. And that, that's in the book of Proverbs. So Jesus will be here. I'm going to help you prep. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but we can't, we shouldn't be hoarding to where like, I've got to have exactly 10 years worth of food or I can't sleep at night. You know what I'm saying? You just took it way too far. You see what I'm saying? It's funny though. You know, there's so many topics that this is a really good one, but there's so many topics that normally aren't addressed from the pulpit. And it's the same thing with us as Christians where we go, well, I don't need to eat right or work out because if I don't, maybe I'll just see Jesus sooner. You know what I'm saying? And so, oh yeah, that's denial. The pastor, pastor gets up there and preaches a great spiritual sermon, and then everybody leaves and goes and stuffs their face at wherever and eats, you know, fifty pounds of whatever and drinks ten, you know, ten sodas or whatnot. Look, you know, hey. You can do that if you want to, too. I'm guilty of that kind of stuff. You know, God knows I need to lose some weight. But the problem, that, but let's at least not be in denial. Let's just go like, right. You know, hey, uh, what's the whole uh, acknowledging you have a problem is the first step to recovery. You know what I mean? And if you're, if you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. If, if you hey, don't, you know, man. like right, even myself, I'm not super prepared and stored up and stuff. I was, I need to get back on it, but, but it's like, and I'm, and I'm doing that. Right. Yeah, you were. And this is honestly, this is awareness for both of us. Like I'm just starting to get back into it and I am, um, I'm admitting to that, you know? And so I'm saying, Hey, look, just a couple of months ago, I would have told other people like, look at this fool getting a hundred pounds of meat or whatever. Like that's stupid, you know, but I've actually added two and two together and be like, wait a minute, everything's double at the store right now. Uh, the president said food shortages, uh, all these sanctions were running out of wheat, fertilizer. So I did a little bit of research and I'm like, oh no, yeah, I need to go ahead and you know get 90 days worth of food and then save 50% worth. You know what I'm saying? Just from a budgeting standpoint, you're being a good steward, you know? Yep. You know, it, it's it's a harsh reality. We are living in the end times, and it's it's not fun. Um, but Eric is right. The Bible does say, do not worry, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added into you, right? All these things that you're worried about, food, clothing, um, the future, right? We shouldn't be stepping into fear and worry, okay? As Christians, yes, God's going to provide for us like he does with the birds and, and everything else, but he provides for us in a different way, okay? He may provide us for a with a bird to eat, you know what I'm saying? The bird's like, hey, wait a minute. 
So, um, you can see what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> the bird could be our meal and the bird's like, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, so, but the, the main thing is spiritually, we need to be prepared spiritually. So, you know, think about this we, and we were fixing to wrap up. We have about five minutes left. So if you died today, do you know where you would go if you died? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? And so you need to ask yourself why, if you would, if you died today, would you go to heaven? And if so, why, you know, what's your answer? Is it because you're a good person? You know, is it because you have been going to church and you've never missed a service in 10 years because you tithe and that's it? You know what I'm saying? Like, or are you going to go to hell because you haven't been doing enough good? You see what I'm saying? Now, the Bible says that um, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there's none righteous. No, not one. Um, Our righteousness is filthy rags. So we can't make it to heaven on our own good works. What are some other scriptures you're thinking about? I think think the most important scripture in the Bible on salvation, other than John 3.16, but that one is kind of, it's basic, which is fine. But I think the probably the for me the best scripture on salvation is where it says the word is nigh you you know even in your mouth for if you shall confess you know with your mouth that jesus is lord and shall believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you shall be saved he's given you the prescription right there now up to that point in romans he's led you through look everybody's sinned you know, you need a savior. You know, we can't justify ourselves under the law. He's given this long, not real long, but, you know, these reasons for why we need Christ. But then it's, hey, let's cut to the chase. Here's the bottom line. It, the, the word's right near you. The saving word is right near you, even on the tip of your tongue, basically. He's saying, all you got to do, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved. For with the mouth, uh, what does it say? I, I'm going to get confession is made unto yeah. salvation yeah yeah the mouth confession is made unto salvation and with the heart the man believes unto righteousness right so that's really the bottom line right there you know is that you know if you haven't trusted christ as savior all you got to do is confess him with your mouth and believe in your heart now an easy way to do that is to go through the sinner's prayer because it walks you through that step but it's not the sinner's prayer itself that saves you what it is is believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and knowing that God raised him from the dead, trusting in him for the forgiveness of your sins, you know, putting your, uh, your full eternal um, destiny in his hands, just saying, all right, Lord, I can't save myself. So I need you to save me. Yeah. And like the, like the Bible says um, with, with the 10 commandments, God, God showed, showed us his holiness and his standard of holiness when he gave us the Ten Commandments, because you know, thou thou shalt not kill, and um, lying, and stealing, and adultery, and things of this nature, like having other gods before him, right? Um, we yeah. do that with everything. Netflix can be your god. It, like if it, whatever's keeping you from praying or reading your word or getting in worship that day, you're using as an idol, and so that's sin. We're putting something else in front of God that day. Um, What I'm saying is you should have a devotional time with God. And then, yes, go to your job. Okay. Use, let's go use some common sense, you know, 
um, try and set aside a time, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever, and for God, and then go about your day. And if you have a job to where you can read the word or listen to Christian worship, you know, do that throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, spend some more time, you know, stay in his presence. Walk, it's called walking with God. Okay. And that's a different concept to a lot of people. They're not used to walking with God. They're used to throwing up a quick, you know, deuce, like, hey, what's up, Jesus? Like, help, help me out today. All right, peace out. And then they go and do their thing. And then at the end of the day, they're like, oh, yeah, I need to pray real quick. Lord, forgive me for my sins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a lot of Christians, unfortunately. And, you know, we need to start learning how to walk with God. And that takes uh, it takes on purpose action, you know, Um but his righteousness is in the Ten Commandments. So if you've ever if you've ever lied, the Bible says you're a liar, you know, or if you've ever um, committed adultery, lusted, sin, you know, you're you're guilty. If the Bible says you committed one broken the law in one area, then you're guilty of all of it. So the standard of righteousness, you can never earn it. You can't be good enough. A lot of people say, well, I'm a good person. You know, I mean, you've heard that a thousand times, right? So, um, yeah, you can't earn it. If you, if you could earn it, Jesus wouldn't have had to come and get brutally murdered on the cross. Okay. To, to sacrifice for and cover your sins. So you're a sinner, you need a savior. And if you accept that knowledge, you can ask him into your heart and he will cause you to become born again. So we just have two minutes here. Um, Eric, I just wanted you to, um, just lead us in a, in a prayer Given the people listening today the opportunity to meet Jesus for the first time and trust him as Lord. Okay, before I start that, I did get that backwards a little bit earlier. It was with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So we're going to follow right. that right. same layout here, right? So just repeat after me and just mean it. It's real simple. Just dear Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of your son, Jesus and I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I repent of my sins. I put my trust in you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart and make me new again. Lord, your word says that if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and that you raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. So I do that right now. I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe you rose him from the dead. And I ask you to change me from the inside out. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And so that's coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And whenever you do that, he quickens you. And you have the mind of Christ, the Bible says, and you become born again. And it's amazing. You, you'll feel your sin just lift off of you. Even if you're, you're rededicating your life to God, you can feel that. And it's just amazing. God's ready to have grace for you. As we end this podcast, I just want to tell you, prep, be prepared. Joseph prepped. Um, Noah prepped. Um, be prepared spiritually and in the natural. Listen to the next podcast. It's going to be on the, the rapture. It's going to melt your mind. So we love you. We'll see you next time. Be with God. Trust him. God bless you.